Okay, I am recording. I don't know, man. You usually come at me with some sort of improv bullshit. Or is this it? And I've just ruined it. Okay. <laughs> oh, dude. My life has been overcome by earwigs. They've just, like... As soon as, like, a little bit of warm weather comes in, they're just like, cool, let's hatch, like, a billion of these fucking things, and there's no space for them outside. They're filled up outside, and they're just <laughs> oozing in through every orifice of my house. Yeah. There we go. Those fuckers, like, chew holes in your pockets, too. They're bastards. I hate them. <laughs> uh, I tried to pull off one of those hyperspace jumps to blast a big hole in you, but it failed. It reached hyperspace too quick. What? Ah, nice. Yep. <laughs> Wonderful. Sorry, Peter, but we're, <laughs> we're not catching and releasing these fuckers. And we all know from reading the Bible that bugs come from dust. They're just a natural occurrence of dust. They're not, a, they're not living things. They just happen. But also, abiogenesis is ridiculous! <laughs> Take that, Christian. <laughs> Welcome to 2009, the internet. Here I am. <laughs> oh, man. It very did. <laughs> See, the, the main thing here, Bob, is to not tie yourself out too quickly. I'm going to go for the Hanging Gardens first.
was worried that this was going to be a low energy episode. <laughs> Alright, well, I've, ju I've just found another earwig, so I'm just going to kill it real quick. Right, luckily, I have a box of TV snacks. So, I'm going to flatten that bed there. Oh, the, sorry, I've eaten all the TV snacks. It <laughs> just lure it in. Here's a bunch of party snacks. Psych! It's your death! I mean, earwigs don't weigh very much. Correct. Oh. Alright. Okay. I, I, I'm ready to continue the show. Am I? Sorry. No, no, I just sort of readjusted my bum on my chair. <laughs> I was wondering how you were going to justify this. I'm, I'm very happy that we <laughs> that it happened, but. A breakdown is is the correct use. It's <laughs> the correct term for this. A fucking mental breakdown. That's what this show is. <laughs> Holy shit, man! Like, so I watched a few like internet think pieces on uh, on Kung Fu Hustle and its origins and things like that. And like, a lot of it has some like interesting things to say. I can't remember any particular YouTube channels to plug, unfortunately. Uh, but they were talking about it like, like it wasn't Looney Tunes. Like it wasn't, like if somebody just made Dragon Ball Z the the movie, but accurate. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to respond to this in a in a like film criticy sort of way. I only know how to respond to it in a that was awesome. I had a really good time watching this dumb sequence of visual things. It just mm. <laughs> Yeah and like the Yeah Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, Looney Tunes physics only applies when you're dealing with her. Like, it can affect other people, the Looney Tunes physics, but only when she's in the scene. <laughs> 
like the Roadrunner scene, the like. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not. It's just not going to make much sense. And, it, and none of it takes away from the experience of watching it because it's not about what even happens. It's about what it looks like. It's about how it feels to have that happen. You're not going to understand what it's like to see these two realistic human beings with, like, with the leg spinning animation going on underneath them, whooshing through things, like <laughs> chasing each other down a highway. So, like, um, uh, did you watch this with, uh, did you watch the subtitled version or the dubbed version? Yeah, cool. Well, I didn't either. At least I couldn't get it to do it on Netflix. Um, so, but, but when I've looked up clips from it on YouTube afterwards, or when I've looked up reviews and found a bunch of clips, all of those are dubbed. So... I, I don't know. And s some of the jokes don't land as well. At least, you know, the whole, like, you leave more to the imagination so your brain fills it in in the way that would be appealing and funny to you. So you, it, it's, be like, that's why it's subs are generally better. Um, yeah, so, like, the the scene where it's he's like, all right, you there, shrimp, come, you know, you <laughs> you, you look like you want a piece of this, come and fight me. And he stands up and he's, like, eight foot tall. <laughs> Like, <laughs> oh, and blood just started pouring out his mouth. <laughs> He's like, You're lucky, you're lucky you're a woman. <laughs> I can't hit you. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. And then like, oh, like even just dumb things like when the landlord is, um, like gets the flower pot dropped in his head. And then for the next like act of the movie, for like the next like half hour of this hour and a half long movie, he's still got the, like the flower on his head and a pile of dirt. Like, Ah, oh, like just some ah, oh, such amazing visual language used to portray just how dumb it's meant to be. And like, I hear people talking about like comparing it to like westerns and superhero movies and things like that. Like, it, it very much is like oh, the humble residents of this small backwater uh, are, need to be saved from these like big bad dudes coming to get them. It's the same plot as, as The Magnificent Seven, and I guess, <laughs> by extension, Seven Samurai. Um, <laughs> mm. And then it just gets ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, well, and because they do that so well. I, I was going to compare it to Dragon Ball Z in the sense that, like, instead of the villains escalating and getting stronger and stronger, which they still do in this movie, 
um, it's more about like which one, who's the real heroes, like who's who's actually gonna save the day, and you, you think it's these three, then you think it's the landlord and stuff, and then you then you find out who it really is, and it's like oh shit, like it just keeps ex- escalating into insanity. Mm. Yeah, like at any point, the peep, the person you think is gonna save the day could get killed off and replaced by somebody even stronger. <laughs> well, I, I really thought that that the movie was going to end with them, like, like uh, I thought it was gonna be them, like, nearly beating the bad guy. Ha ha ha, this isn't even my final form transformation sequence. And then old mate, actual, obviously the main character was going to step up and... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and like the whole time, it's always just like, if you learned Kung Fu, you'd be able to do this. He's like, you could have learned this style or this style. You didn't do anything. You haven't worked hard a day in your life. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, oh, it's so like, oh, I can't remember what his actual name is. Like there's a thing going on in, in China at the moment about, um, uh, like this guy who's sort of like debunking the old, um, Kung Fu masters, like the old, uh, martial art mas- masters of China. Have you seen anything about this guy? Okay. So he's currently like, like the, the Chinese government have like done a heap of things to like try and embarrass him. And like, they've taken down his, like at one point they, they lowered his social credit score. So he couldn't travel anywhere or like do anything. They took away his like gym and dojo and everything from him. Uh, he's slowly sort of getting that back now. Um, but yeah, he was basically just going, no, MMA is the right thing to do. Like MMA is how you can really become strong. Um, and so, and I'll fight any of these like Kung Fu masters. (laughs) So it's been like the plot of a normal, like Kung Fu movie of like, he's having his dojo challenged and he's got to like fight his way back to earn everything back, but it's happening in real life. And it's with MMA, not with Kung Fu. (laughs) And it's, like, really happening, and it's super interesting. And, like, watching the movie in the context of, like, um, it's trying to, like, mystify the powers that you can earn by by following these ancient Chinese martial arts traditions. Uh, and, like, that that's this, like, propaganda thing to, like, maintain uh, the, the Chinese government's sort of dominance over culture <laughs> is super interesting. <laughs> Well, and because it's sort of like I, I I'm not an expert on China, obviously, but like the the promotion of like Buddhist style techniques and everything like that, I don't think is a thing that the Chinese government would want. And this is made by a, a someone from Hong Kong, Stephen. He's got like a very Asian last name, very Western first name, Chow. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, so like, and a lot of it was like a lot of the actors are, are from Hong Kong and, and stuff like that. Like it's, it's a very like, like Hong Kong 
it's just such a unique part of China that's so not attached to China in its in its politics, but very attached culturally. So yeah. Mm. Yeah. Then how how much of a dream project would that have been? And that's so cool that like, he came out of retirement to do this bit, I think. If I remember. And the landlord uh was um Jackie not Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee's stunt double back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's like this from like a behind the scenes movie making standpoint, this movie is super interesting, which I think is what gets it its like big cult following. Um Oh. It's so good. Like the yeah. Like the the iron fist style of the like the the pansy wimpy um, dressmaker kung fu master <laughs> is so fun to watch <laughs> ah. <laughs> so cool and like the the young guy who um, who like he's like the first one to get killed off like I really thought that he was going to be the main character that like yeah <sighs> man Mm. Yeah, they they use yeah, coolio. It's a weird term. I, I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> Hong Kong fans, let us know. Chinese fans, let us know what that means. Um, but um, and, and then like the the guy who won't pull his pants up, the barber. I really thought he was going to do something cool and he never really does, but Man, like this whole movie just feels like a pile of red herrings. Mmm. <laughs> All the all the acting is so over the top and campy that it feels like it was almost designed as like a musical first, but like there's no songs, but <laughs> but it it's got like the blocking of like a stage play with um, um uh, like with the big open square in the middle of the of the building, like that that's set out very much like a stage and and the way they interact is is sort of designed where like one person will step forward and say the lines and then sort of recede into the background as the next person comes up and says their things. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but, like, we get such an interesting cast of characters. Like, even, uh, I think, it, I can't remember where her actual name is, like, Bucktooth Jane or something like the 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 pretty girl with the ugly face <laughs> who gets, like, like everyone is just so like distinct and interesting like to to the level of like it's got like cartoon style character design 
but they're all real people. <laughs> and there's such like a diverse like look of all these people. Like you, you watch a Hollywood sort of action movie, and everyone is like square jawed, pretty boy, like slightly grizzled, <laughs> like just dude. Yeah, <laughs> on some scale, like, between them and, like, Marcus Phoenix from Gears of War. <laughs> like, you just, you, they just slowly turn that filter up if they, you know, depending on whether it's Logan or X-Men 3. <laughs> and, but then in this, it's like, you know, there's the stereotype of, like, all Asian people look alike, but there's such a huge, diverse range of, like, uh, of, yeah, of different looking people that it's like it's super interesting uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah but i like if, if there's ever a, a cultural like if it's ever a cultural thing that people are made to look similar it's hollywood it's it's the fact that like <laughs> that chris pratt chris pine and and um uh and Chris fucking uh, the Captain America, Star Lord, and fucking <laughs> like the, all these like pretty blonde muscular boys are all in the same like franchises and doing the similar sort of roles. Yeah, it's like it's it's white people who are homogenous in that regard, at least at the moment. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, man, like, cause I don't know anything else that this director's done, which looks like the same thing, but about soccer and I'm all about it. <laughs> yeah, no more soccer. <laughs> oh, that is funny. And like, cause I know that this is just my basic bitch tastes, but I, I want to see him do something in, in mainstream Hollywood. Like I, I want a, a Guardians of the galaxy or a new suicide squad style, like comedy superhero movie out of this. I know, I know. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> I had a thing to say and I completely lost it. Um That's super distracting. <laughs> I'm like, I can't think about it, but I bring my turn of thought back around, and all I'm hearing is like a goldfish going off. <laughs> <laughs> 
in the microphone. <laughs> um, shit. <sighs> yeah, like this movie just it just oozes personality, and like it's just it's so super unique. But it feels like I've seen half of this stuff before. <laughs> like, it's nostalgic for me to see something so cartoony and over the top. Not in live action, at least. Hmm. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> and like oh. Yeah, it just mm. Cor Yeah, that that took a lot of effort to make it look that dumb. <laughs> And, like, what's so interesting is that the director plays the main guy. Yeah, I mean, like, he's probably on screen for maybe, like, a third of the whole movie in total. Um, yeah, but... But his, his character is also... <laughs> I think it was trying to give off this like um old school American sort of like like it, it was meant to feel a bit like a gangster movie it like or like at least that's like visually what it was trying to represent like there are people wearing like cowboy hats and and, and like and suits and smoking big cigars and yeah um and like the <laughs> The two musician assassins, who I'm sure are supposed to be a Blues Brothers reference. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but yeah, so like, there's definitely some like love letters to American stuff here, but it felt so distinctly foreign. It felt so distinctly not an American feature. Hmm. And it makes me want to like get into them. Like I cause a big barrier to entry for a lot of these things have been like well, accessibility for one, that's definitely a big one, but but also just like just reading the subtitles <laughs> and stuff like that. Like I I know a lot of people who just they won't read subtitles. And and like for somewhat good reason, like not being able to watch what the how the characters are like th their facial expressions while interpreting what they say it like can really take you out of 
the immersion. Um, but this this movie is so much about like simple wordplay and then ridiculous action. Like you, I, I feel like not very much was lost by having to look up and down on the screen all the time. Mm. <laughs> yeah, like you you probably could listen to this as a radio play while while just looking at it and understand what's going on at least in the non-action scenes. Um Mm. No, you can understand what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I just... Yeah. Yeah, the one who's really pulling the strings. And because, like, they sort of, they portray him as this asshole early on. And, and her as this, like, violent, mean person. And I was expecting them to, yet yeah, be the bad guys. And for them to secretly be sort of the heroes. And that, like, everyone's in this weird world of slapstick violence and... And softcore sexual harassment that, like, that, that no one should be okay with. <laughs> like, it's it's really not okay for for this much horrible shit to be going on. And then he gets like thrown out the window, and the pot lands on his head, and and the the pot breaks perfectly in half, leaving the the flower like just as a bundle on his head. And you go, oh, I'm watching a cartoon. <laughs> and then it all sort of, like, becomes okay. Mmm. <sighs> yeah, well, and, and him throwing the axe to cut that guy's leg off. And it, like, so clearly, like, boomerangs around. <laughs> to to make it happen like it's like such a physically impossible scene um but then like the the woman gets shot and like, if there was more blood i'd say that looks like a tarantino scene yeah it's when yeah when they shoot samuel L. jackson into the other room <laughs> um like yeah it's Someone described it as Tarantino meets Looney Tunes meets Jackie Chan. <laughs> and it, it, yeah, like it's, it, there's some like masterful physical comedy, some like, yeah, incredible action scenes, ridiculous um, cartoon physics. And it's, yeah. And it just, it leaves you somewhat speechless. Like, you, you want... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like when you watch it's like when you watch Blazing Saddles for the first time and you're not sure if the movie's even over. <laughs> like you think for a second that like the crowd could come dancing through your bloody lounge room at any point. <laughs> like the fourth wall is so utterly destroyed and and like yeah, you watch this movie and like your your idea of what a movie is is so completely destroyed. Like it's it's just not the thing that would ever get made in the West. Yeah, it just it wouldn't be like the closest I can think of is like a Leslie Nielsen like parody movie, like Wrongfully Accused or or something like that. Hmm, because it's not a parody of any one thing. Mm. 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 <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> and like, it, it would kind of be like if Scary Movie came out and was genuinely scary. Like, you can't even imagine that outcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Look, I'm just, I think I'm just a sucker for the anime-style action scenes. So I think when the landlord couple first confronts the beast and they have this master plan with the funeral bell that they're slowly pulling off, over the course of the fight and and when he like is about to like concede the fight because <laughs> they've like they've clearly bested him <sighs> like and uh, and and they like honorably put the bell down and then he fucks him but it's just like no come on gang <laughs> he's the bad guy <laughs> Like yeah, that that particular sequence was, was yeah, was my favorite action bit. Um, mm. but I, I was all, I was genuinely moved by um by the flashback bits with the mute girl and the lollipop. Hmm. Hmm. But also, like, the most unrealistic bit is that she just forgives him for, like, robbing her twice. <laughs> and smashing the lollipop that she's kept for, like, 20 years. Oh, it's so nice. Like, oh, this, there's so much, like, super wholesome shit in this movie. <laughs> What's your favourite bit? Mmm. Mmm. Just, oh, tasty. Mmm. Oh. Oh. Um, 
like the dumb bullshit excuse for why they didn't like swoop in earlier, even though they're clearly like the most powerful people in. Oh, God damn it! Like it's so many like dumb anime tropes that you just want to like slap out of people. Oh, like it's the kind of shit that like I really like stuff like My Hero Academia for not doing. <laughs> like uh, the kind of shit that would make me. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. oh. <laughs> You're not speaking Chinese. <laughs> yeah, but cause, but it, it but I was yeah, I was reading it and then I'm like, "Hang on, I understood those words. Those words sounded like English." And then the next line, we I, we can't understand you. You're not speaking Chinese. I'm like, "Ah!" <laughs> for me <laughs> that was for the English speaking subtitle reading people <sighs> it, it's de it's a very good time if you're if you're starved for like some like solid action movie yeah definitely check it out mm. Mm. yes get get around it get amongst it <laughs> yeah i was gonna say did you want to cut it there <laughs> cool all right i'll stop my recording <laughs>